Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast. I'm your host and Alter's head of platform, Yana Yasevich. Our guest today is Rushan Aziz, co-founder of Maksad, an education technology startup based in Pakistan. Born and raised in Karachi, Rushan spent nine years studying and working in London before joining hands with his school and university friend Taha and returning to Pakistan to tackle the incredibly vast education inequality gap. Today, we'll talk with Rushan about why Pakistan and its domestic education system are ripe for technological disruption, what the team is building, and their progress and challenges along the way. Separately, at the time of this recording in October of 2022, Pakistan is recovering from the worst flooding in its history, a devastating natural disaster. Much of the country remains underwater and thousands have lost their homes, loved ones, and livelihood. Maksad is working closely with the Citizens Foundation, one of the largest charities in Pakistan, to help those affected. And we will make sure to include links in the show notes to Citizens Foundation as a way to donate if you can. Thank you. Welcome to Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast. Each week, we host inspiring conversations with game-changing entrepreneurs, investors, and operators, building and scaling the tech ecosystems of Latin America, South and Southeast Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. At Alter Global, we are a different kind of Silicon Valley venture capital firm. Beyond returns, we are guided by a belief in the power of tech unicorns rather than traditional foreign aid to completely transform nations. Our founders are role models in the making, catalyzing the next wave of ventures in their communities. Our entrepreneurs are not just building their companies, they're building their countries. Hey, Rushan. It's so nice to have you on. Really glad you're here. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for having me and for the very comprehensive introduction. Wonderful. Well, I'm very much looking forward to talking all things Pakistan, education, and more. To kick us off, can you share a bit about your own story? How did you get here? Yeah, totally. So I grew up in Karachi, Pakistan, spent most of my life there. Growing up, In my family household, there was a lot of emphasis on education, and that really shaped me as a person who I am. My parents were literally obsessed in showing that I was learning both in and outside school. I remember, you know, when I was very young, my mother got a huge map of the world and she put it in our dining room. And this was one of the first memories I have, a seminal moment in sparking my curiosity about different countries, cultures, and history. And till this day, I have that map etched in my mind and I use it as a reference point when I'm thinking about you know different countries in the world. So this is just an example of an instance that contributed to my foundational development when it comes to learning and also allowed me to persevere through a schooling system which I felt wasn't a good fit for me personally. The school system in Pakistan, unfortunately, you know, it decouples learning and passing exams with an emphasis on the latter it really incentivizes suboptimal outcomes when it's such as learning where students are often remembering and memorizing rather than understanding something. And this is further exacerbated by the fact that a lot of the education takes place in English, which isn't the first or second language for most of the population. 
So these are some of the circumstances under which I grew up and really fortunate enough to really persevere through them, but really shaped a lot of my life experiences and, and worldviews and really contributed to where I am today. That's great context. Thank you for sharing. It's funny, I too had a map of the world hanging in my house growing up and we still to this day talk about it with my mom. I can't say it helped with my geographic learning all that well. That for some reason <laughs> remains not the strongest, but it is a great memory. And I think certainly in some way contributed to wanting to work with people all over the world. And even the challenges that you shared around incentive alignment and test-focused learning, that's something really familiar to me as well, because I think the U.S. shares a lot of those educational challenges and it's a space that really needs actually a lot of innovation and development in order to help students really learn and not just memorize for the purpose of passing an exam. So very interested in talking about that a little bit more. I know you also grew up struggling with dyslexia and how to address the needs that you had within the Pakistani education system. And can you tell us a little bit about what that was like, the impact that that had on you and, and what worked and what didn't? Yeah. So firstly, I wasn't diagnosed with dyslexia until I was 19 years old and at university in the UK. So growing up, I was just in this unusual position where despite having an obvious desire to learn, I struggled with a lot of the procedural elements of school, such as completing classwork, homework on time. My handwriting was difficult to read and I wasn't great with spellings. That meant my school teachers didn't understand what was the disconnect and really sometimes interpreted this as a lack of dedication on my part. Mm. This was one of the most frustrating experiences in my life. And I was just fortunate enough to get after-school tutoring support that allowed me to study without the added stressors of school. Personally, for me, this was the main drivers to start Maksad, to build a platform that makes high-quality education accessible and affordable, and more specifically, after-school support, which was a huge contributor in my academic journey. Absolutely. I think that's really, really insightful. So before we dive into... Maksad itself and the services and tools that you're offering students. Let's go just a little bit deeper on the Pakistani education system. Can you share with us a little bit about what does typical education look like for students during the day? What does it look like after classes end? What support services are or are not typically available? Just to lay the groundwork a bit. So Pakistan, like other emerging markets, has a lot of challenges when it comes to education. The biggest challenge in Pakistan today is that we just don't have enough teachers for our population. At 45 to 1, we have one of the highest student-teacher ratios in the world. This is 30 to 40% higher than other peers in the region. And this is primarily a structural problem, which we cannot fix overnight. Secondly, accessibility is another huge challenge. Given lack of public transport systems, every kilometer between a student's home and an education institution impacts on their likelihood of enrollment. And unfortunately, this has a greater impact on females and the enrollment rates reflect this. All of this manifests itself in overall low quality of education. You know, there are a lot of research around that shows 90% of students in Pakistan are underachieving in STEM. And around 60% of 5 to 16-year-olds are unable to do basic subtraction. This has led to a system where there is a huge reliance on after-school academic support. 
and the cost of attaining a good education is very high. And what this after-school academic support system consists of is students, after attending school during the day, they come home and they go to tuition centers in the evening, and they spend many hours there to reinforcing what they've learned at school. And this is really becoming something widespread across the country. Maksad is tapping into this behavior and trend of after-school support. How is that working on solving the problem? Maksad is building a mobile-first platform for after-school academic support. And really what we're tapping into is the $5 billion or so that parents are spending today on after-school academic support. And this is only expected to increase and reach around $12 billion in 10 years. This is a very expensive, inconvenient and this process lacks a lot of transparency. And this is where Maksa really comes in. We're changing how students across Pakistan can seek after-school academic support by scaling the experience via technology. Great. Thank you. I know we'll dive into the depths of what the product looks like and how it's going in a bit. But just before we do, you're building this with a friend, a close friend in Taha. What was your aha moment of wanting to build something together? Yeah, I think it's a great privilege of mine to build this alongside Taha. So a bit about us. We went to the same high school in Karachi and Taha, despite being a year below me, had a reputation of being a prodigy with with the world distinction in math and so on. That's how I got to know him initially. As luck would have it, we also ended up at the same university in London and that's where we really became good friends. A lot of our conversation over the years revolved around what sort of jobs you wanted to take after graduation and, you know, what are our long-term career objectives. And I can tell you these conversations are very long, hours and hours. And often, you know, we kept on talking about the same things about the future. And that really formed the foundation of a, of a very good friendship. One thing was very clear within all these conversations that we wanted to build something in Pakistan since we felt very strongly about the size of the opportunity and the nature of the problems in the country. And once we started our jobs, the conversation progressed to what should we build and when should we make the plunge, right? So as the pandemic hit, education became quite a central issue and we were hearing our sub-siblings, cousins struggling during these times. And this is where Taha brought to my attention how edtech solutions in other emerging markets were scaling rapidly to cater to millions of students. Around the same time, I was visiting Karachi and came across this four-year-old who was watching videos on his phone or his mother's phone, actually, and constantly speaking into it. I got very curious as to what he was doing. So I asked his mother, what is he doing with the phone? Why does he speak into it? And turns out he was using Google Voice Assistant to find YouTube videos. That was really the aha moment for me, where I felt the next generation of Pakistanis are going to be digital natives with smartphones being the gateway to their lives. And then tied back to all of the thoughts we've had about education and how education needs to be scaled via technology. Yeah, absolutely. To go back to the foundation that lays all of this, you know, we're talking about a country with more than 100 million people. We are talking about a student to teacher ratio 45 to 1 one of the highest in the region, as you shared, and certainly a ratio that doesn't offer one-on-one personalized support to students during the day. And so we have more than $5 billion of spend that we're looking at annually that is spent on after-school support. 
expensive for the everyday Pakistani, challenging, particularly when we're thinking about language, given that many don't speak English and a lot of the both day-to-day learning and support is, and also not necessarily feasible for a lot of families, given that it's taking place in person. And so Maksad is coming in and providing a mobile-first solution for students to access that after-school support and better prepare them from a learning perspective in this not only affordable, but just attainable way that taps into their existing mobile consumer behavior. Precisely. That's precisely the case. And especially for parents, because not only do they have to pick and drop their children from school, but they'd have this added responsibility of going to these tuition centers. And really, it adds a lot of friction and cost into the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now talking about Maxad itself and this platform that you've built, share a little bit more with us about not only what the meaning of the word Maxad behind the company is, but also of the core product itself, how it's looking today, its usage among students, and any other larger trends that you're observing within that. Yeah. So the word Maxad means purpose in Urdu. And we believe everyone in this world has their own unique purpose, their Maxad. And we want this company to be an enabler for all of these people. That's the core ethos behind the company. And in terms of the product, we we launched our mobile application around 10 months ago. And what it does is it helps students do three things today. Learn a concept according to their curriculum. It tests their knowledge. And it also allows them to ask a question. And all of this ensures that a student's knowledge and what they're supposed to study is consolidated after school and is disrupting the way students interact with after-school learning. What makes Muxid unique is that we are taking a very localized approach where we are making all our content in-house. And we spend a lot of time in understanding learning outcomes and how each and every part of the platform, each and every content can further learning outcomes for our students. And on the product side, we are very technology first in the way we scale an experience. We strongly believe the only way to succeed is that every student has a personalized learning experience at scale. And where technology is today, that makes it very attainable and accessible for students and even millions of students in our case. For one example of this today is Maxad has a feature called Doubt Solve. We are the only platform in Pakistan and even in the broader region that has this. And what it does is allow students to take a picture of a question and our matching algorithm finds a video solution for this. And this has been a huge hit with students where historically they've had to rely on WhatsApp or they've had to wait for a couple of days in case they have questions they're now able to solve these in a matter of seconds in most cases. The company has seen phenomenal growth on the back of the product we launched. You know, our users have been growing on average 60% month on month and has allowed the platform to, till this day, answer almost 2 million student queries. We're super proud of this because this exceeded all our initial expectations. And really, our aim now is to build a complete set of solutions 
that allows students to learn in the most holistic way possible. So we only start with STEM subjects and now we're very we're looking to rapidly expand this to other subjects and other classes. Initially, we focused on grade 12 to 9, and the aim now is to go to younger classes in the near future. Amazing. Thank you. I was going to ask you to share a little bit with us about user demographics. And I think what you shared about expanding the portfolio to target younger students and also offer material in subjects aside from STEM is very helpful. How many users do you have to date? We've reached 1 million users since we went live a little over 10 months ago. Amazing. We've spoken a little bit about the general cost to students also that going through this traditional system incurs, be it the cost for parents to travel and organize the logistics around making sure that their children can get to an after-school center and then back home, and also naturally the cost of the student participating in the after-school center, given the center needing to provide both a physical location for students to go to and also teachers to be available to students there and teach the curriculum. Now, when students go through Maksad, naturally that cost diminishes significantly because they are doing it from their phone and from the convenience likely of home. So tell us a little bit more about how that cost compares on a very practical level. Yeah. So today, if you look at how students study and you very succinctly put that in, it's not only the cost of going to the best teacher in town, which are far and few, it is also the transport cost. And take a rough estimate of that versus, you know, where we can really deliver an equivalent solution. Maksad is anywhere between 60 to 70% cheaper on average to going to the best tuition center in the country. And that really increases the accessibility of who can actually afford this and who can actually attain this. That's great. Thank you for sharing. I think that's, that's a really powerful statistic to be able to tap into something that students are already needing this support based on larger infrastructural challenges in the Pakistani education system. But right now they're paying a really large premium or often not paying it at all. And as a result, suffering from being able to advance educationally in order to get any of that support. And so to offer instead a solution that is less expensive, but higher quality potentially because of that individualized support and also make it something that students can tap into at any time, I think is really powerful. And I'm sure that the growth that you're seeing is just the beginning, frankly, of how many students can be helped through a product like Maksad. Yes, totally. And just to add our thinking in there is the product itself, you think of it as evolving every day. So People, you know, move cities, they move localities, and often they end up going to different providers. And the process is pretty fragmented historically. The benefit of using a platform like Maksad is that over time, our ability to truly add value and have targeted interventions into the life of students is a lot. And over time, this compounds into a lot of value that is unparalleled with anything out there, even the physical tuition centers, where students may be going to one provider one year and then going to the other one next year and so on. And really, this is where, you know, where technology is today. 
we're quite fortunate to be living in this time where we could truly we can achieve this and scale it across to millions of users. So that's really our thinking behind uh, developing a personalized learning experience at scale. Yeah, absolutely. It's a level of personalization and scalability that we have never been able to achieve before. And I think that that convergence is getting closer and closer. As we often talk about venture capital investment in Pakistan is still very nascent. As a founder that spent time working and living in both the financial services industry in the UK and now in the education space in Pakistan, can you share with us a little bit about Pakistan as a market and what investors who are still holding on to any level of skepticism on investing in Pakistan are missing out on? Yeah, great question. Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, to set the scene, you know, Pakistan with a population of 220 million is the fifth largest country in the world by this measure. It's also a very young country with more than half the population under the age of 22. And even if you compare the median age of Pakistan with other emerging markets, you would see that relatively speaking as well, it's a very young country. And what that means is there's a lot of potential to be unlocked and there's a lot of growth that is ahead of us. Most importantly, in the last few years, we've seen the adoption of technology, which is relevant to tech startups and more specifically to us, is really skyrocketed. Pakistan's broadband subscribers have been growing at 13% annually for the past few years and are at 116 million today. And interestingly, 97% of them are via smartphones. That's the reason why Maksad is a mobile first platform. Mm-hmm. And more interestingly, data consumption has been going faster at 78% on average, which just shows that there is so much more to be achieved in terms of not only getting mobile phones in the hands of people, but what they can get out of that mobile phone. So we're super excited about the future and COVID had a huge impact on how the ecosystem is shaping up or is today. And that was like a seminal moment and similar to other countries. It, in our mind, had two impacts. Firstly, digital adoption accelerated on all fronts, you know, be it education, payments, or general admin of how you pay your bills, sign contracts. That's helped startups a lot, both directly and indirectly how they operate. Secondly, it also connected Pakistan to the world, you know, investors such as Alter and others who then started becoming comfortable doing deals purely virtually and also allowed, most importantly, Pakistani talent to find remote opportunities, which has had an understated impact on the training and ambition of talent. And really, my message to those listening is that, you know, Pakistan is more connected to the world than people can actually imagine. The rate at which talent density is developing in the country is unparalleled to even other emerging markets we've grown in the last decade or so. And there is just so much white space in terms of what is to follow. By most measures, we're actually growing faster than, let's say, Indonesia 10 years ago or even India 15 years ago. And that makes me quite excited about what's ahead of us. Hmm. Another fact is that a lot of our cities are also developing urbanizing pretty quickly. And what we're now seeing is with remote and with technology, you don't necessarily have to be in the top two or three cities in the country, you could be in more remote areas. And again, that is adding to how opportunity and how talent is spread across the country. And again, that has a compounding effect on what can be achieved in the next 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. I think the opportunity is certainly huge. And, you know, timing is everything. And a lot of these things move sequentially. So if we think about five years ago, 
perhaps it would be a lot more difficult for a solution like Maxad to grow, but the conditions are in place right now to make it really optimal. As you said, with the level of technological adoption that is present right now, with the degree of basic mobile penetration that's in place, and the percentage of users within that that have access to internet through their device, I mean, 97% is huge. And to take that to the next level and now give students a chance to utilize that same technology that's already in their hands to learn and to tell parents that to show them even without telling them that this method of education is as strong, if not stronger than the support that they could be getting at a more expensive tuition center is huge. That's a real game changer to the structure of this very traditional industry. Definitely. I think in terms of what we can achieve with technology, we're just scratching the surface. And Muxed's vision is to start with, yes, after-school academic support, but going back to what the word Muxed means. We want to be an enabling force for people to achieve their purpose in life. And we want to embed ourselves in the learning ecosystem of Pakistan. The use cases are numerous, and we really want to, you know, after building our density in the after-school academic support. We also want to provide skill-based learning to our students. We want Pakistan's next generation to not only academically excel, but also have the, the requisite skills to excel on a global scale. And again, the mobile penetration, the internet access, which you mentioned, that gives an opportunity of someone living in a small rural city in Pakistan, the opportunity to learn something that somebody in the US or Europe is also learning. And really, Maksa truly believes that once we've established ourselves in one vertical, you know, there is just so much to do in upskilling the whole country and really uh, be true to what the word Maksa means. Absolutely. It's a true privilege and joy to be on this journey with you. I'm, I'm really excited by the work that you're doing and excited to see it continue to grow. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, so I think the only thing that I'd like to share is that Pakistan as a country has changed a lot in the last five years. As an investment destination, as a talent destination, we are seeing things change quicker than anyone has witnessed before in the country or even people coming from other countries. I think it's a great time for investors, for talent to look at what this country is going through and how they can be a part of the change. And given the globalized nature of the world we live in today, I think there are a number of ways one can take advantage of this, You know, be an investor, be expanded into the country as, as a startup, or even tap into the great talents the country has in terms of technology, in terms of product, and just generally the sort of alumni that are coming out of the great startups in Pakistan. And I think it's noteworthy to mention that in the last two years, Pakistan has witnessed some of the top global investors come in and invest in companies that are going and doing great things. And that is just foreshadowing of what there is to come in the future. So super excited about it and really happy to share this with with the rest of the world to show them what Pakistan has been up to in the last few years. Hmm. I think that's a perfect segue to asking you if anybody would like to get in touch, what is the best way to reach you? So the best way to reach me would be through LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm active on both. Happy to you know talk about anything to do with Maksa, the education system in Pakistan, 
or the Pakistani ecosystem in general, because it takes a village to develop something, to grow something. So we all have to play our part. So happy to be answering questions around any of these topics. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to include that information in the show notes as well. And Rushan, again, thank you for being here. It's a real joy to be able to talk to you about the Pakistani education system, about Maksad, about what you're working on building in an ecosystem that has been historically largely overlooked in a lot of ways, but actually represents an incredible opportunity for change and growth. And I think the increase in talent and interest that we've been seeing in Pakistan the last five years is just the tip top of what we're going to be able to see over the next decade. And I think what you're building contributes to that immensely. So thank you for for what you're doing every day and for also sharing that journey and your learnings with us here. Thank you so much, Yana, for having me and for giving Maksad and myself an opportunity to, to showcase the world, not only what we're doing of all the great work that's happening in our ecosystem. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Venture Boldly. We'll be back soon, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. To learn more about our ventures or meet our team, you can visit our website at alter.bc. That's A-L-T-E-R dot B-C. We'll catch you next time on Venture Boldly, an Alter podcast.